It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. 2-1, to one, Tigers lead the Astros, bottom of the ninth. Joe Jimenez on the mound, 3-7, three, three saves for the Tigers. Michael Brantley with a bat on the dugout steps right now. And Robinson Chirinos striding to the plate. He's responsible for the Astros' only run. And he homered in the seventh. He's 3-for-3 three three tonight. Michael Brantley, as you mentioned, Brownie, he's now in the on-deck circle to hit for Jake Marisnik should Torinos extend the game. Robinson settles back in, waggles the bat as he waits for Jimenez to come set. Now the 2-1. And that's lifted in the right center field to Merritt racing toward the gap. Dives, can't get it, and it rolls onto the warning track. Torinos, he's around second and headed for third. The relay to third, and Torinos is tagged out to end the game. Oh my goodness, made the last out of the game at third base, trying to stretch a double into a triple. The relay was in time from Beckham, and the Astros lose a heartbreaker 2-1 to one to Detroit. Wow. That one really hurts. Greetings from Minute Maid Park, where today the Houston Astros wrap up a four-game series against the Detroit Tigers. Astros have won two of the first three games of this series. They fell to the Tigers 2-1 yesterday. Justin Verlander, a complete game loss, struck out 11. As Robinson Chirinos had four hits, including a homer and two doubles, but the Astros saw their win streak ended three games. Tigers ended their four-game losing streak. Astros 81 and 47, first in the AL West, seven games ahead of Oakland. While the Tigers are 38 and 86, they're last in the AL Central, 37 and a half games behind Minnesota. It's time for today's pitching matchup, brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Well, good news for the Astros today, Bill Brown, as Garrett Cole returns to the mound, pitching for the first time in 15 days. Of course, he was scratched from his start on the road trip uh, against the White Sox because of right hamstring discomfort, but appears uh, all systems go now. Yeah, it's kind of surprising that he's made it back so quickly, Robert, considering that, you know, a pitcher goes out every fifth day. He wants so desperately to perform well on that day, and then he has to shut it down. That, that leads... Some people think that, oh, this is drastic, it's going to be a while, but he did apparently exercise great caution in getting out of there because he is back quickly. Meanwhile, it's Jordan Zimmerman on the mound for the Detroit Tigers. Here's another pitcher who has been on the mend. He was on the injured list uh, with back spasms, and this is his second start since returning. Yeah, he had a sprained UCL earlier this season. He's had some arm problems since joining the Tigers on a five-year deal. One year to go on that. But uh, last time out, five innings at one hit shutout ball against Tampa Bay. And Ron Gardenhire would love to see more of that tonight. Uh, the slider is the key pitch for us to watch for tonight from him, Robert. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals in all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, last night we saw uh, uncharacteristic uh, plays on the bases from the Astros last night. Jose Altuve trying to go first to third on a, on a ground ball. Uh, Robinson Chirinos making the last out of the ball game, trying to stretch a double into a triple on a ball. He hit into right center, and you know, A.J. Hinch 
saying earlier, you know, that's not something we, we normally see from this Astros club. Definitely an aberration, but obviously something that's always going to be addressed when it happens. Yes, it has to be addressed, but uh, the Astros have been really good at turning the page. Uh, those were two critical mistakes, but then from the Detroit side of things, we're hearing from their broadcasters that uh, the Tigers usually have not executed plays to make those outs on the bases that they made last night, and I'm sure that scouting report for the Astros players was to run every chance you get on them. It doesn't excuse what happened, but that's what might lead to that thought. Absolutely. Coming up next, it's the Manager Show with A.J. Hinch, presented by Waste Management. And a little later, we'll hear from Jack Morris, Hall of Fame pitcher and Detroit Tigers television broadcaster. But now this from your local station. Baseball season is back, and if you're at Minute Maid Park, head on over to the new Love Street Bar behind Home Plate for a wide selection of Carbock beers, including Love Street Blonde, Papadillo IPA, and the Astros' very own Crawford Bach. Or visit us sometime at the brewery where we're open seven days a week. Learn more at carbachbrewing.com or find us on social media at Carbach Brewing. How about the Houston Astros? Now, a visit with the manager. Brought to you by Waste Management for environmental solutions that deliver economical savings. Go to thinkgreen.com. This crowd of over 29,000 getting behind Verlander. The 3-2. Swing and a miss. Got him on a slider. Tenth strikeout for Verlander. His seventh consecutive double-figure strikeout game. He is set down 24 of 25. Last Astros complete game was by Justin Verlander, May 16th of last year in Anaheim through a shutout, but in danger of a complete game loss tonight, trailing 2-1. to one. Swing and a miss. Blew him away with a fastball. 11th strikeout for Verlander, but the Tigers take the lead on the home run by Hicks. Always tough when you, you lose a game the way the Astros did last night, AJ. 2-1. to one. Got a, a great pitching performance from Justin Verlander, but unfortunately the, the two solo home runs were the only base runners that he allowed, and that was a difference. Yeah, what a weird game, and just when you think you've seen everything in baseball, you see a guy having a you know 99 pitch complete game uh never pitching out of the stretch just two yeah. balls that were that were put in play the way they were with homers and and we couldn't do enough to scratch and claw went out of there so credit to them for doing just enough and and their pitching staff kept us off balance we saw an, an array of pitchers but frustrating night that we wasted a, a good night from jv where he was completely dominant despite the the two fly balls that ended up carrying out of the ballpark and two uh, base running plays late in that ball game. See if Altuve's going. He is. A 3-2. Ground ball softly hit left side. Waiting on it. Mercer. He has it. And he throws the first. Altuve trying to go to third. The throw across the diamond. Altuve's out. Altuve trying to go first to third on that ground out. Astros are considering a challenge of the out call. But for now, it's a double play. Altuve just did get tagged out. This is a big moment in this ballgame. And that's lifted in the right center field. Demerit racing toward the gap. Dives, can't get it, and it rolls onto the warning track. Torinos, he's around second and headed for third. The relay to third, and Torinos is tagged out to end the game. Oh, my goodness, made the last out of the game at third base, trying to stretch a double into a triple. The relay was in time from Beckham, and the Astros lose a heartbreaker 2-1 to one to Detroit. That one really hurts. Obviously unfortunate, and I have to imagine both guys just trying to make something happen in a close game. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the traditional mindset of, of of not making the last out at third base, you know, still still is relevant. We still, we still talk that way. Mm-hmm. We do like aggressiveness. I think that that was just two instances of being – 
um, extremely over aggressive, trying to do a little bit too much. The, the, the game, the way it was playing out, was there was a little bit of desperation in the air of us trying to do anything, something to to create some havoc. And it's just two guys that normally make really good decisions on the field and and play you know play pretty clean baseball. Made two two mistakes and and running into those outs specifically. Um, you know, I guess individually with without with Alvarez coming in behind Altuve or um, you know Brantley was going to pinch hit and and maybe they walk him maybe they don't I still had Reddick on the bench or just you, you know you, you're frustrated at the end of the night that that you just didn't get your full opportunities based on a couple of over aggressive mistakes. Some roster moves for the Astros today. Uh, most noticeable, uh, Abraham Toro getting his contract selected. Uh, going to make his big league debut in the lineup at third base. Was having a really good year at Corpus Christi. He's been at AAA for about three weeks, and the numbers have been been even better. I know you're about as excited as anybody else to see him out there. Yeah, I am excited. He's a good bat, uh, bringing another left-handed bat. He's a switch hitter, but left-handed tonight against Zimmerman. Um, and what an opportunity for him. He comes up. We can leave Yuli at first base. We move Bregman up the middle to shortstop. He, he gets an opportunity to get a few at-bats. I've got every day at-bats for the – for the time being until you know Diaz and Correa and guys get healthy so we felt like it was an opportunity to get his bat in the lineup you know break him in a little bit let's see what we have based on the incredible you know hitting ability that he's demonstrated in double a and triple a so quick rise through the minors for him and 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 certainly somebody we had in spring training we're familiar with him but an exciting kind of under the radar prospect who's not going to scare off he He's going to blend in well with what we do, and I think the uh, I think the fans, I think people are going to really enjoy watching his at bats. And Jack Mayfield getting option. Uh, Joe Biagini also returning for the Astros, and that move necessitated by Ryan Presley going back on the injured list, going to have uh, knee surgery, that right knee that's been bothering him for a little while, and, and obviously a significant loss to the back end. Yeah, big loss, and we, you know, he, and it's funny, you know, not funny, but it's ironic because like we could keep him pitching. Um, you know, at that 70, 80th percentile and see what we get. And we felt like the best opportunity for us to, to, to get the best version of himself is to have surgery, and hopefully it's a quick, quick recovery. Um, you know, but there's still a chance that he pitches in late September that leads into potential October appearances. But, but we just didn't see the, the same guy over and over, and he was dealing with some swelling in his knee. He was dealing with some, some uncomfortable days where he wasn't available when I normally would use him. And um, he needs to he needs to go get himself right, and and you know we need to hope for the best that this is a quick recovery and that he still has time left in the season. Once you get to this time of year, late August, being where the Astros are and where they hope to be by the time all is said and done, it's almost kind of a race against the clock sometimes, isn't it? When you think about some of these injuries and, and things guys are dealing with. Yeah, I'm scared to death of these these injuries in August because you you know you, even the reference of four to six weeks for a knee surgery that 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 Presley's going to have. Um, you can look on the calendar, and that that hugs the season. I mean, we have about five and a half weeks left, and and you know certainly there's a whole month after that that we hope to be playing, and so there's time to um, to get your full team back. But it's it's a little nerve wracking. You know, I, I like where we're at. You lose a game like last night, you feel like you missed an opportunity. We should um, you want to win as many games as you can, as fast as you can, and then sort it out at the end where you can rest guys or 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 play different combinations and get yourself ready for what we hope to be a very successful postseason run. But um, when we show up in back-to-back days and it's like Correa goes down and, and, and press goes down and your roster starts to change a little bit, um, you got to find a way to get these guys back to, to, to just playing today's game. Let's beat the Detroit Tigers with the group that we have. 
Um, the guys will, will, will really work hard to get themselves healthy, and we'll get our, our team back together sometime in September. AJ Hench, thanks for joining us. Back with more of Astro Launch right after this. What if I told you Colin McHugh was capable of doing the impossible? Dodging liners, allowing his defense to turn two. You don't believe me? You'll have to see it for yourself. Colin McHugh turned into Neo. On Saturday, August 24, 15,000 fans receive a Colin McHugh dodging bobble presented by Germania Insurance. How did that ball not hit him in the Adam's app? I have no idea how that ball missed it. Astros.com slash promotions. Welcome back on Astro Launch. Bill Brown with Jack Morris, Hall of Famer. Interesting to get your thoughts about the Astros rotation. You saw Justin Verlander's latest last night and, uh, of course, with Zach Greinke joining the mix now. How do you see the Astros rotation for postseason, Jack? Well, they have one of the most dominant rotations in baseball. You know, the Dodgers with Rio uh, pitching as well as he has this year uh, might be the only comp. Um, and you know their bullpen's pretty solid too. I, I just think Houston's got a, 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 all the tools to go deep into the postseason again this year, possibly win it all. I would imagine you love a pitcher doing what Verlander did last night because that's uh, right out of your book, and that's the traditional way and the time-honored way of winning. Well, it certainly helps the bullpen. There's no question about it. Uh, we saw a couple complete games yesterday. Lucas Giolito. Uh, shut out. Maybe he did. Yes, he four, did. Four hitter. Mm-hmm. Shut out. Uh, nine innings. No walks. Uh, you know, strikeouts like Justin did yesterday. So, you know, there's some guys that can do it. And, uh, you know, we live in a day and age with pitch count uh, being the kind of defining factor to decide. So guys have to be efficient. And what we saw to Justin yesterday was every inning was very efficient. You of all people can speak to postseason success, and it is a little different game. You've got some guys who were in the rotation in the bullpen now in postseason, and there's a lot more urgency and immediacy. How did you approach postseason? Well, the one thing that's changed is they play more games now. I mean, in order to get to you know win the World Series, you're going to have to play uh, two, you know, a five-game series and two seven-game series, and that wasn't the case back in my day. But uh, you know, I also pitched on three days rest almost every start in postseason. So it's you know that doesn't happen either because of the travel days and 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 thus um, they're going to get their rest and. They have to have their rest. The, the one thing also very, very different is most guys a decade ago or more uh, were pitching 260, 270 innings prior to postseason. So they're approaching 280, 290, sometimes 300 innings um, by the time the end, end of the World Series came around. That doesn't happen anymore. Guys are getting barely uh, 200 now, so there should be a lot fresher as they roll into postseason. Uh, CBS Sports came out with a, a ranking of rotations since 1920, and uh, anything like this is going to be subject to a ton of debate, but uh, the 98 Braves were the number one ranked team in that article. Uh, you think about rotations like this, 66 Dodgers, like the Orioles, the 420 game winners. Uh, you've been a baseball fan for a long, long time. Uh, do you have a, a favorite rotation that really stacks up well in your mind? Obviously, there's a lot of them. Um, it's hard enough to dominate for a year and get four guys, five guys on the same uh, kind of page. But this Houston team has done very well. Cole and, and Verlander have just been so solid all year long. Now they added Granke. You know, they, they've just got the guys. Sanchez looked to me like he was a little banged up. His velocity was down, and, you know, he's on the IL right now. But 
I'm sure uh, they're going to try to get him straightened out before postseason. You know, it's a it's a case where when you got horses like Cole and, and Verlander, now Granky, you, you've got three guys that you could trust to give them the ball on day one, any one of them. Thanks very much, Jack, for your time. Thank you. I appreciate it. And dealing with that CBS article about the best pitching rotations from 1920 to the present, CBS ranked the 98 Atlanta Braves as the one with the best rotation. Of course, that included Cy Young winner and Hall of Famer Tom Glavin, Hall of Famer and top five Cy Young finisher that year, Greg Maddox, Cy Young top five finisher that year, and Hall of Famer John Smoltz, then filling it out with Kevin Millwood and Denny Nagel. The rotation that faced the Astros in the 97 NLDS was Maddox, Glavin, and Smoltz, the three Hall of Famers. And, of course, the Braves swept that series in three games. The Braves beat the Astros again in the 99 NLDS with Maddox, Smoltz, and Kevin Millwood combining to win three of four from the Astros. Millwood got a win and a save in that series. The Braves kept coming back to beat the Astros in the postseason in those years, winning again in 2001, as Smoltz was their closer then. Maddox, Glavin, and John Burkett started the three games in their sweep of that series. And finally, though, the Astros climbed the mountain to beat the Braves in the postseason, and they did it two years in a row in the 2004 NLDS, three games to two, and in 2005 in the NLDS, three games to one. By then, the Glavin, Maddox, and Smoltz trio was not a part of the Braves' rotation. Glavin was a Met, Maddox a Cub, and Smoltz was the Braves' closer. In 2005, Smoltz had returned to the rotation, and he beat Roger Clemens in Game 2 of the NLDS, but that was the only game the Braves won in that postseason series. By the way, number two on the CBS Sports list of rotations was the 66 Dodgers with Hall of Famer Sandy Koufax, Don Drysdale, Claude Osteen, Don Sutton, the entire rotation combining for a 2.62 ERA. And with this article, the 2019 Astros have the third best rotation in the last 100 years or so. We'll see how it plays out. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9ASTROS.